Uh, welcome to Buy This Comic, the show where we ignore all of the new comics coming out each week, except for one. This week, that one is Stray Dogs Number 1 from Image Comics. It's written by Tony Fleece with art by Trish Forstner. This comic features adorable dogs drawn in a Don Bluth style, but would both of you agree that it's not for kids? Yeah, that's yeah. safe to say, I think. Yeah. Uh, we wrote it, uh, the, the premise is that it's a like an animated horror movie or like animated horror story. Uh, so yeah, not for kids unless they're already super cool. <laughs> Indeed. Well, tell me a bit more of the book, about the book because I mean this is one that you know I'm just flipping through you know previews for example you know you read the blurb about this one and I was just like oh well I'm sold you know and it feel <laughs> is it feels like something where you you read a brief description and either you're in or you're out. So right. uh, would you well, care to give that to our listeners? Yeah, uh, there's sort of like the non-spoiler version, uh, which is like I said, it's like a like an animated horror movie. The the elevator pitch is that it's like uh, uh, Lady and the Tramp meets Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> uh, so if you can sort of combine those two things in your head and think like, oh, that's something I'm into, then give it a shot. But the sort of more spoilery uh, pitch is there is a serial killer, and he takes his victims' dogs as trophies uh, after he kills them. Um, and dogs, short-term memory isn't great. So as soon as they get to the serial killer's house, uh, they start to forget where they came from. And uh, so as far as they know, they just live in this house. It's, it's like a Disney movie's happening, you know, like they're just, it's Aristocats or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're just hanging out in this house. Uh, it's Oliver and company without the thievery. Um, <laughs> and uh, then a new dog shows up and she remembers what happened to her uh, and to her and to her master. And she has to convince the rest of these dogs that this is what's going on. Uh, and then they have to figure out if they can escape or if they can stop him or like, what can they do? Because it's a serial killer story that's not told from the perspective of the victim or the killer or the police, but it's told from the perspective of these trophies that are taken from the, from the, from the crime scene, from the murders. It's kind of it's, it's kind of like a, a a Disney parallax view. You made, you made me think. I mean, basically, it sounds like a conspiracy theory. Like there's a dog kind of trying to get the other dogs to realize that there's something fishy going on here. You know, and, yeah. Yeah, and as all as far as they know, he just you know pets them and sleeps in the same room. You know, they can sleep in his bed, and you know, like he's a great guy to them. So uh, it, it takes he a little. Gives them treats. Yeah, <laughs> them treats all the time. You know, he feeds them. Yeah. And how do the both of you know each other and have you worked together before? Yeah, we've worked together. Um, well, I mean, not together, together, I guess not on any project besides this one. Uh, but we work with, um, my little pony, uh, for IDW. Um, and that's how we know each other through my little pony, my little pony conventions and stuff like that. Gotcha. So Trish, I know you're a Don Bluth fan, so I have to ask you, um, have you ever managed to beat Dragon's Lair? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I die repeatedly. You know, you <laughs> slam into that wall or you, you know, run into the fire plume or, you know, the little horse takes a wild turn. <laughs> I, I'm not very good at it. I love the animation in it. Right. I just, I play it for that. I don't care if I run into the same fire plume a million times. It's fine. <laughs> I remember thinking that, uh, 
I just didn't have enough quarters. You know, like if I like if I would have came with more money, I could beat this thing. And then I went to one of those arcades where it's like unlimited. You know, you get mm-hmm, like a card, mm-hmm. just keep playing. And I was wrong. It wasn't the quarters. It was just that that thing's impossible. There's something especially infuriating about those kill screens that just makes you want to like beat the shit out of that machine. But yeah. yeah my like, favorite my favorite is just when he like turns into a skeleton and just kind of drops. Yeah. Just like, oh. Try like, <laughs> again, I guess. <laughs> but Trish, can you talk to me a bit about the uh, process of character development in uh, Stray Dogs and your well, approach to the it, Yeah, I mean, you know, when it was pitched to me, what the dogs should be. Um, we kind of went back and forth a little bit about uh, what breeds they should be. That lent to the design. Obviously, you know, you kind of pull from the tropes. Uh, you know, we're going with a horror movie, so you kind of you want your heroine to kind of not seem like she's just out there to kill everything or whatever. She doesn't know what's going on. She's, you know, becoming brave. So, you know, you wanted a small dog light colors it contrasts really good with the story um and i like that's another reason why i like blues um stories you don't have a lot of absurd colors unless he's going for absurd uh you see more natural colors uh toned down um really down to earth type stuff uh gritty backgrounds and stuff like that um so that's it just lends itself to this story so good because you've got bright spots in this story and you've got real dark spots in this story, mm-hmm. you know? So th- it, it's just, you know, I, I designed the characters to look, I guess, lively, look like they could live. Like you could walk down the street and see that little blonde papillon, you know, mm-hmm. you could, you could, you could see one. It would be adorable. I would love it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to do. Um, and, and this is for either of you, whoever wants to take it. Um, who would you recommend this book to? It's a pretty broad book, you know. Like it's not uh, it the the pitch is weird, mm-hmm. but the way that it's written, it's just a, like a real straightforward. Just like if you like horror movies. If you like serial killer movies and if you like dogs, like that's a pretty broad swath of the American, the world public, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but it, amongst comic stores, you know, like there's only a few books that are about dogs, you know? So it's, it seems like it's a real niche thing, but it's not, it's like the two most popular things in, in the world, which is not the reason I made it, but it's just like, uh, if I try to think of like who specifically it's for, I'm just like, well, I mean, a lot of people, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, like everybody my age was sort of raised on these, and my age and younger was raised on these like 90s Disney movies, 90s Fox animated movies, Don Bluth movies. You know, like if you've seen Balto and you've seen Zodiac, you you, you will probably dig this one. So I, I think I read a story that some months back, uh, this has already been optioned or the rights have been acquired. It's going to be turned into an animated film or series. Uh, can you talk to us about that to whatever degree you can i mean i guess hollywood is weird that you know this has yeah. already been announced uh with some other writer and your book isn't even out yet yeah exactly uh one of my best friends out here uh is a screenwriter and producer uh and when we first uh, when i first moved out to la 
we had just like a, a group of friends that were all sort of like youngsters figuring it out, you know, and I was a young comic book artist and he was a young screenwriter. He was doing like sci-fi channel movies and, you know, and we were like, oh shit, you did a sci-fi channel movie, you know, like you did Blood Monkey with the uh, uh, F. Murray Abraham. That's the coolest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we went along, you know, like I started working more in comics and he started working more movies. Um, and then he wrote the movie uh, Annabelle, the, the spinoff from The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. And he, then he wrote all three of those Annabelles about the killer dolls. Um, and those are wildly successful. But then he also wrote uh, this, the adaptation of Stephen King's It, mm-hmm. uh, which was like the most uh successful horror movie ever in theaters (laughs) so like he went from being just like oh my buddy to like oh jesus like my guy's really doing it you know um and he when i told him about this story not in like a hollywood pitch sort of way or whatever Mm -hmm. just as like friends talking about what they're working on uh he was immediately uh like he was its number one fan right away he was just like oh he's a big dog guy and obviously a big horror guy and so he was just like, oh, I love this. You know, like, this is crazy. When when you're done with it, you got to send it to me because I want to, you know, take this around and try and sit, like see if they'll make a movie of it. And I was like, yeah, that's great because I don't, you know, that's not my world at all. <laughs> um, and we've been working on the comic for so long. Uh, like, we've been putting it together for a little over two years now. And so the first issue has been done for a long time. Uh, so when the first issue was done, I sent it to him and I was like, here you go, man, if you want to take this around, you know. Uh, th- that's like the very casual version of how it went down. But <laughs> but yeah, so then he set up meetings with every studio in town and they went around and uh, pitched it to people and a couple of people were interested and uh, Paramount Animation was uh, interested and also they said, we want to make this thing. We're not interested in just like developing it and we want to make it like like what this is. Like we drew the, uh, Trish drew the comic, but like we made the comic this way where it looks like a 2D animated movie because I was just like, well, even if this thing ever becomes anything, it's not going to be a 2D animated movie that's a, for, you know, a 2D animated horror movie. They don't even make that. Mm-hmm. Um, but since COVID happened and since production is so weird, uh, they're trying a lot of weird stuff with animation. And we just happened to be sort of there at the right time when, uh, you know, when they were looking to make weird animation moves. So we'll see. Right now, it's just been optioned and uh, they're, you know, they're working on the script and stuff. But if uh, if they decide to go ahead with it, that would be that would be crazy. Indeed, that's excellent. Uh, but again, I you know I've read the uh, first and second issue and preview, and I just think it's fantastic. I mean, it you know the 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 issues really deliver on on the pitch on the promise and you know uh i I was found myself immediately invested in (laughs) the characters and these dogs and you know i want to see them solve the crime you know it's uh, it's pretty great Um, thank you so much we like uh we've been working on it like i said forever um and the first two uh, like if you like those two i feel like you're gonna like the rest of it because like three four and five are where it really picks up and it's just like, you know, I plot, it's very tightly plotted, you know, like it's a five issue thing because it really starts to move when it moves and you just want to be like, here we go. Um, and so, yeah, I'm psyched that people are liking the first two because I'm like, oh, it gets way better. You know? so, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. Um, so P- Patricia, Tony, where are you based and where does someone in your neck of the woods go to get a copy of Stray Dogs? I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. Um way over yay um and 
you can go anywhere. Um, I know we've got some deals going with um, uh, a Collector's Paradise, um, where you can get them all signed by Tony, and uh, you know, you can order them on their website. In Maryland, I know my people; they go to Third Eye Comics, uh, Collector's Corner. Yeah, those are my shops. Gotcha. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Uh, yeah, out here you can get them. Um, like she said at Collector's Paradise, they they did an exclusive cover. You can get a whole set of like their own exclusive covers at Collector's Paradise. Uh, you can get them at House of Secrets, uh, Emerald Knights. Uh, you can get them at uh, Golden Apple Comics. Um, I'm sorry, where are you, Tony? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in well, Los Angeles. Oh, okay, great, great. Um, Yeah, you can get them at uh, Earth 2 um and up north um yeah uh we got here in la you, you would have to like it would be impossible for you not to have a comic shop within a mile so <laughs> gotcha and gotcha. you can pretty much find it anywhere excellent and where can people find each of you online to uh keep up with what you're doing um twitter is at trish forstner facebook same um instagram same <laughs> i've I am me. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much the same. It's just my name on uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and then we have a website, straydogscomic.com, mm -hmm. uh, where you can sign up for a mailing list, like if you want to be alerted about, you know, new Stray Dog stuff. Uh, but at this point, it's just coming out, uh, you know, every month. So uh, that's the big alert. Like <laughs> once a month, you're going to have a, have a new issue of Stray Dogs. Excellent. Excellent. Tony Fleece, Trish Forstner, thank you for joining us. Of course. Absolutely. Thank you. And you listening in, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and follow us on the social media. We are simply by this comic, all one word. Goodbye. Goodbye.